First off, I'd like to say congratulations. You are in at the beginning of something amazing. I'm about to show you something that's amazing. You guys want to see something amazing? Yes, I want to see something amazing. Yeah. What is it? So amazing. Amazing. Whoa, amazing! What are you waiting for? I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. This week on Something, something amazing. amazing. A story of bravery and heart and cows. Have you ever wanted a third arm? Well, it is here. Science has delivered. What is fire? Let's have a look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, use your brain to control a virtual world. That, and we open a mailbag, and I get a little bit too vegany, and we have friendship here on Something Amazing. Hello, and welcome to Something, Something Amazing. amazing. Yes. Um, Hello. Hello. Sorry we took a week off. That's on us. Yep. Uh, we were busy. We were doing things. But that doesn't mean you should not love us. No, because we love you. So much. So much. Too much, in fact. Like, you need you need to worry about us <laughs> yeah. and how we're, much we love you. Yeah, but um, we're back and we are doing our show called Something Amazing, which is where we, each week, me, Matt Saracini, and you, Amberly Cull, Correct. Uh, we bring each other a, a fact, a story, a tidbit, a, a little tale uh, with the like, own... Even better than that, because double better than that, because we generally even do... Two. Yeah, we do two each. each. Yeah, so there's going to be four things. trouble. And the one thing that binds these four things together is they are Sheer all... Sheer seeds. All uh, usually robotic. No, they are all something, <laughs> something amazing. amazing. <laughs> uh, um, yes. Also, did you know we're having a live show? I, I did because I organised it. It's so soon though. Yeah, it is. So uh, it's it's, it's like... Less than two weeks away? It's during Melbourne Fringe. Uh, Wait, if you're listening to this, is it this weekend? It's the 9th of the 9th. So if the 9th of the 9th is this weekend, We've done no preparation. No, we need to invite more people. We haven't even got a Facebook event. No, okay, we've got some work to do, actually. (laughs) (laughs) uh, We haven't even invited... What have we been doing? ...the Fringe Acts, because we want to have, like, Fringe Acts on, and they all have to bring something Something amazing, amazing. but we haven't done any of that. And as I mentioned, not something amazing as though, look at me eat fire, something amazing as in... Look at this fact. Don't look at it. Hear this fact about fire. Yeah, exactly. And the more amazing, the better. So oh, I have an amazing fact about fire. Do you really? This I week? I do. Well, I mean, yes, this o- week. Also, we're going to open up our mailbag this week. Uh, so if you want to send we're us an gonna email. Not going to burn that to the ground. Not this week. We're going to... Uh, what's the opposite? Wet it, wet it down to bring it up. <laughs> I don't think wetting it down is the opposite of burning it. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> extinguishing a fire is the opposite of a fire? No. No. No, isn't the opposite of burning something creating something? Okay, yeah. We're going to create a but, mailbag. But they already created it for us. Yes, someone emailed us, hello something amazing at gmail.com. Uh, and so we're going to read that out because it's it's a correction to your vegan rant. Yeah, do you, yeah but not yet. Not yet, not yet. Okay. Because we've got other amazing things to talk about. And one of them is your fire fact. Well, I guess I can do this fact. Yeah, go on. It's a quick one. Is it amazing? Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, <laughs> uh, did you know that fire has no shadow? No. But I guess because it makes its own light. It makes its own light. If so, you put like a match up next to a wall, yeah, you can't see the the match, the flame bit. You just see the stick bit. 
Oh my god! It's so cool. Do it. Like yeah. we just put it up not next to a wall. Not too close to anything. And any wall, any wallpaper. <laughs> the closer, the better. Fire is very fun, kids. That's that's interesting. That is really amazing. It's I never cool, right? Yeah. Thought about I it. mean, if you think about it, it makes sense, but it's also like mind blowing. Do you know what fire is? Like, you oh know, my god! Whoa! <laughs> like, do you have you ever thought about this? Like, like because you know how you have like solids, liquids, and gases. Yeah. What are you? What are you? Fire? Oh, yeah, fire is like fit? a different state. If, if fire was filling out like a form and they had to put down like their like details, they would have a real tough time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's the tick box? It's yeah. kind of like the you know bathrooms in the yeah. This just what fire has to go through every day. Yeah. So um, except that it's not sentient. No. <laughs> Therefore, I do not care about that it. That we know of. That we oh, know. Oh dear. Oh, like Calcifer in House Moving Castle. Yeah, there Voiced we are. Voiced by Billy there Crystal. Who had three and a half minutes for Amberly to talk about a movie. A uh, Studio Ghibli movie yeah. within that. Um, the other day I lit a match and the head of the match flew onto my face and burnt my face and hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not good. Yeah, and then it smelled so bad because like burning hair is probably oh, one yeah. of the worst smells in the world. And then it was so close to my nose that it really Burned like your nose hairs. Well, no, it just like that's all I could smell for a really long time. Right. So it really affected me more the more the smell than the the scarring of the face, I guess. So what is fire? That's a great question. Yeah, uh, if you know, no, I think I do. I no, oh. actually, I don't know. Okay. But I think I can take a guess at it. What I think it is, is it's like... Magic. It's magic. It's not magic. Dumbledore created it. It's always science. But <laughs> you know how like... But um, isn't science in a way a little bit magic? It is. It is. <laughs> um, the, like, I think what it is, is when something's really, really hot and excited... Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> What did we say coming into this podcast today? Because we're, we, we're on a tight schedule today because we're going to get to our rehearsal. Not for our friend show, which is probably what we should be rehearsing. Why would we rehearse something that is spontaneous and beautiful? <laughs> but like, well, I was like, quick, we've got to get in there, bang it out, and then we're going to eat, and then we're going to leave. And you went, You're like, bang it out so we can eat. And then you're like, yeah, I like my dates. <laughs> it's my Friday nights. Bang it out and then go eat. <laughs> <laughs> really? Friday's for socialising. I, I do that. Saturday morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I eat. A brunch. Yeah, brunch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, what were we talking about? Fire. What is it? What is fire? What is fire? Uh, um, so I think it's like when stuff gets really hot and excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so what happens is the um, something happens at the like, in the molecules where stuff jumps up to a different state. And then as it falls back down, it releases light and heat. So it's kind of like if an electron jumps up to an outer shell, this might not be about electrons, but let's say it is jumping up. this isn't about electrons, we're going to get some mad mailbags. You know what? I'd love some furious (laughs) mailbags like the one we got this week. So it jumps up and then as it falls back down, it goes, here's some light, here's some heat, and that's what we feel. So it's not really a solid liquid or a gas because it's not... The it's just m- its own thing. It's, it's not just, the- just doing, doing itself. Yeah, it's just fire being fire. You do you, fire. You do you, fire. Love you, fire. This is uh, sponsored by fire this week. <laughs> Thank you, fire, for everything you've given us. It's Mostly us. the power of everything. Redheads. Redheads. This is sponsored by the Matchbox company, Redheads. Okay. Burn well, they're things. the ones who burnt my face. Yeah. So yeah, you owe us. You owe, you owe us $400 <laughs> for that. Um, okay. 
Wait, so am I on? Am yeah. I, is it me? Okay. It's your on, boys. Um, so, have you ever wanted to have an extra limb? Hmm. Like, you know how you got two arms, two legs? Yeah. you're lucky. Uh, Thank you. Have you ever wanted to have one more? Um, no, but I hear that mothers quite often say that. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, okay, so these researchers at MIT have developed a system that allows you to have your four limbs and then control an extra one. That's so, wicked. So normally when people are like an amputee or yeah, they yeah. don't have a limb or something, when they uh, control prosthetics, mm-hmm. they use existing limbs to yeah, control. Yeah, so like, cool. Like wiggle your, what you think is your toes and then the, that would create movement. But the whole question was, was um, that's almost like a limitation that you have to use an existing limb to control them. Mm-hmm. They're like, can we add on extra ones? Can we use existing muscles? So what they did... I want to be an octo-human. Look at my eight (laughs) arms. I'm picking up all of the cheese. And when they finished singing that song, they went back (laughs) into their MIT research lab. (laughs) It went for a while. So what they would do is they they stuck two um, what they called EMGs, so electromyography sensors. I mean, we all knew that. But also, that's not EMG, mate. That's EMS. Yeah, I think it's just the the E and the M and the G that are in electromyography, and oh. then like, then you add oh, on EMGs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They should say they should go EMGs with a Z, so they sound really cool. So what they do is they they stick two to our pecs and then two to your abs. Oh, you could. I just thought it'd just be one extra. They're going. Hard out. Well, no, because you need to be able to. Twi- yeah, they're going. They're adding in. Yeah, it looks like it from the picture. They look like they're adding in two extras. They're going straight to six. Wowza! That's incredible. So what they're doing is they're. Um, so if you flex your left pec, which apparently is something you can do, try mm. it. I mean, I've seen boys do it in like when they're when they're um you know like when they with eyebrows but with boobies. So oh yes exactly so if you yeah and they go boop 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 yeah so if you flex your left pec I'm sure it's something Dwayne the Rock Johnson could do and then uh, you also flex your left abs have you ever flexed just one side of your abs before yeah I got uh, yeah I got I got mad core (laughs) (laughs) so if you do that the limb goes backwards. And oh, then, it's already like a workout. <laughs> yeah. So, so the whole um, the whole question, right? Not was can we use these muscle groups to control these extra limbs, but the major question that they wanted to find out was can our puny human brains <laughs> handle it? Can we handle it would moving be tough. four and then a, then a fifth one? Like you think you can like browse Facebook whilst watching a movie, but then you go back and realize you know nothing about what happened in that movie, nor do you know what Sally did on her fifth birthday. I don't know why Sally has a Facebook. Get off Facebook, (laughs) Sally. You have to be 13. Read the terms and conditions, Sally. God, Sally. Anyway, so apparently the answer is yes, that we can. Humans are able to master the control of additional limbs in a few minutes in a voluntary and independent fashion. Few minutes. And also the fact that they had to spell out that it was voluntary and independent (laughs) like what was happening before they came to that conclusion so yeah so there you go we go we can have you know up to well five and then maybe six limbs easily cool thank you mit amazing amazing okay do you want my second fact or do you want my mailbag uh i want your mailbag okay let's save your second fact oh Okay. <laughs> you weren't prepared for that. So, 
Last week, I sort of went on a little ranty rant about how it's weird how we like change the words for like beef and veal and pork and bacon. But when it comes to lamb, we just keep it the same because it felt like I feel like the names are trying to distance ourselves away from the, the thing. Food. Yet when it comes to the sweet, adorable little baby lamb, we're a- like, yum, yum, yum. I'm going to eat you in my tongue. Yeah, it was a vegan rant. Yep, all right. (laughs) Uh, So Louisa um, knew what to do. uh, She emailed somethingamazing at gmail.com. That was not the address. Hello, somethingamazing at gmail.com. Once more, from the top. Hello, somethingamazing at gmail.com. Yes. Um, And she is a a bit of a linguistics nerd. um, Ah, fellow nerd (laughs) listening to our podcast. Who would have thought? (laughs) Wait, do you think you're a nerd? Um, Yeah. In certain aspects. Which ones? Uh, like pop culture. Like I like anime and I like... <laughs> Studio Ghibli films. <laughs> and I like a lot of like board games and video games. Yeah, you're a nerd. I mean, it's, it's, it's hip to be a nerd these days. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard the news. Have you heard the word? It's I mean, hip to be a nerd. I literally have two different characters in D&D. So. Do you? Yeah. Snorgloff. He's a warlock, um, okay. giant, this but he just a level wants to be of detail loved. We probably don't need. <laughs> okay. I've never played D anD D. I think he'd love it. Yeah, I think it would too. Okay, so <laughs> well, I, that was meant to be followed up by an invite. After England okay. was conquered by French-speaking Normandy in the 11th century, William the Conqueror put French-speaking people into power and made French the official language. So suddenly you had all of the nobility speaking French and teaching their children French and all of the poor who couldn't afford French teachers speaking oh. English. The rich nobility called no cows... No wonder people like, stereotypically say the French are so snobby. This, that's def- yep. Because it's the, they're rich. It's the upper class nobility. I get mm. it. Okay, sweet. Uh-huh. And so um, the rich nobility called, oh, I'm going to not do pronunciation right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rich nobility called cows boo, booif, and pigs pork. But uh, since they never actually saw them out in the farm or in the wild, only oh. on a plate, those words became associated with the meat rather than the animal. That's so funny. So boof, boof. Bo- like B-O-E-F. That's like beef. Yeah, yeah. And like pork. And they're not associated with the word of the animal. Wow. But then like animals such as like lamb and chicken weren't like popular enough with nobility for that shift to happen. Um, but she says we do get the word for mutton from the French mouton, though. Just, just, just in case you were wondering. Well, no one eats mutton, though. No, that's it's yucky. Um, but so that's so interesting. Like linguistics is like such a fascinating thing. Like it has changed our like culture and how we see things a lot. I find it very funny that there are like a breed of people like in the French nobility who only ever <laughs> know. Like a meat as a food. Like that's such a trust as well. Like for someone just to put something in front of you and <laughs> yeah. be like, eat this. Have and you're you, like, okay. Have you never watched Game of Thrones? You don't do that. You just <laughs> don't do that. Wow. So that clears things up for me a lot. I'll that, stop making that rant now. Thank you, That Louisa. was a go-to rant for me. So <laughs> It's always good when a go-to rant is knocked out for you. Like, yeah. for example... Um, the phrase, and I hate this phrase, and maybe Louisa, you can help with this Louisa, one too. Louisa, get, get, get on the typing. Get uh, it ready. The, I hate the phrase every now and then. Because every now and then means what? Like, um... Not often, right? Like yeah, like, seldom. but it happens. Yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, every now and then... I go to the shop. I'll have a, a burger with avocado. Yeah. But generally I won't because hot avocado is gross. Now, name a time that is not now or then. Oh. And now you're saying every now 
and everything. <laughs> so that means it, all the time. Is it almost like a double negative, but with a double positive? I, it's like all the time, all the time. So every now and then means literally every single possible time. That's really smart. And yeah, it's always irked me. So I'd love that go-to rant to Question, be removed. Do you say double back or go back on yourself when you're like you're going to a destination and you realize you've been going the wrong way? Double back. You say double back? Yeah. See, that confuses me. Because it's going forward again. <laughs> if you're yeah. doubling back. If you're doubling back, you're If you're going if back you're going and then forward. back again, you're going forward. If you're going back on yourself. Okay. Here's one. You and I <laughs> you, you and I have a meeting on Wednesday, mm-hmm. right? And I go, um, sorry, I can't make the meeting on Wednesday. Can we move it forward two days? When are we meeting? Friday. Yeah, okay, you're like me. You think it's uh, Friday. But oh. some people say it's Monday because you're moving it oh, forward. Oh, like closer to you. And apparently it's a massive philosophical difference, right? Some people view themselves as um, being an agent of time, as in time only happens because of them. And then some people believe time is inevitable, that we are instead um, passengers. Through so it. we're inevitable people. Y- yeah, yeah. So we're, yeah, we're saying by moving it forward, we're saying, well, of course – uh, we are moving it to Friday because I can't remember the rest of that logic. But you do, do you understand? Yeah, the... for, forward two days, as in two days later. Yeah, of course, yeah, because more that is days. The, that is the direction in which time goes, and that is the direction. But and... I guess yeah, they're seeing forward as in to themselves. Yeah, so they're selfish, I would say. <laughs> but but apparently, so you and I are in the minority as well. Apparently, oh, really? it's about a seventy thirty split. That's why I keep missing all these meetings. But <laughs> <laughs> everyone's standing me up. Yeah, I, I like it how like my girlfriend Jill she goes, you know what I would do is I would clarify straight away whether they meant Monday or Friday because I'm so worried about every thing that could, can possibly go wrong that I just want to make sure that I that I like nip that in the bud and make sure that we are well, That's another clear. personal issues bucket to <laughs> delve into. <laughs> I know. Um, one more. One okay. more before we move on from this. Um, is it champing at the bit or chomping at the bit? I'd say chomping at the bit, but I would very rarely use that saying. Yeah. Anyway, if you know, hello, something amazing. I would at say chomping at the tit, and that's when a child is ready to stop breastfeeding. You should, you should stop at chomping. <laughs> really. I mean, you have teeth now. Um, yeah. So you're chomping. You're chomping. Rather than suckling. Um, that's another thing, suckling pig. Yes. When, when you eat a suckling pig, yes. it makes me think it's like the pig should be suckling on its mum, but what's the suckling feel- for for you? Are you suckling on a suckling pig? I feel like you're just making them up now. No, this say someone says a, a suckling pig. I'm, I am making, I'm just coming to the realisation. Okay. But you know, like the dish suckling pig. Yes. Suckling sort of is like you would su- suckle not, onto something. Is it not a baby pig? Is that not why it's called suckling is pig? Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't know. I'm guessing. And baby back ribs, are they baby ribs? <laughs> I don't think they're from human babies. <laughs> no, but from baby animals? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Louisa. <laughs> Help. Help us. We should just get Louisa on. Um, well, let's try and organize that. Um, okay. But she's got heaps of amazing facts about words and sentences and stories. Are uh, you ready for your next? For my next. My, for what? your next. Yeah. I am so ready, Matt Saracini. Lay it on me. Okay. You're going to hate this one. Oh, is it tech? Yeah. <laughs> Of course it's tech. Um, your first one was... Oh, no, your first one was tech. First of all, I um, 
I this is one of those ones that led me down a rabbit hole. Like, because yeah. what I'm like is sometimes I read these something amazing facts and I'm like, I want to learn everything about that bit of technology now. So okay. I'll just start reading up on it. Sounds real boring. <laughs> so what I've learned a lot about is how you control computers with your brain. Oh, yeah. Have yeah, we not done this before? No, this is different. This is okay. new, new. New news in the world of controlling <laughs> computers with your brain. So uh, it's a startup. It's called Neurable. And what they've done is they demonstrated um, the first headset that you wear that allows a user to control what is happening in the game using thoughts alone. Ooh, that uh, that would scare me in that I don't think I'd be able to control myself. <laughs> you think you'd be bad at it? Well, no, I, I don't think I'd be bad at it, but I think, like, th- things would reveal themselves about me. Yeah. Like, suddenly I just start killing, like, like all the children or something. And I'm like, what? What, if I, what is that <laughs> happening? So, apparently, this is uh, – it's funny you say that because what I researched about was how do you control uh, a computer with your brain? Because the- I can't even control, like, at night to be like – go to sleep and not think about like everyone in your life dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you so know? basically how you, what a method of these three methods you are good at c- shows what you care about as well. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. So <laughs> you can't hide from your brain. Yeah, I right? don't like this at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so apparently the, the three kind of methods are like um, what they call visually evoked potentials, VEPs. Um, so that's like when you're looking at something and uh, brain activity occurs in response to it. So, for example, like um, you, uh, focusing on an object. Uh, apparently, like that's kind of like where you look and what you're looking at can you be used to control things. But the problem with it is people get really um, bored, <laughs> like having to focus on a, on a target, right? So they get like kind of um, fatigued. Yeah. So Wait, so just to go back on that, isn't that a bit of what they do when they um, are trying a new movie or a new ad or something? They will watch pe- people where their eyes go yeah. on the screen? Yeah, I guess that's, yeah, like a version of that. And then like if you, but EEG signals, which are your brain signals, the, the whole idea is that you're not actually watching the eyes. Right. But where your eyes are focusing would change your brain signals. Yeah. That's kind of the, I guess, idea behind it. The next one is slow cortical potentials, right, which are voltage shifts in EEG activity. So it's like um, it goes in kind of two forms. There's negative SCPs, which is like increased brain activity, and then there are positive SCPs, which are decreased activity. So basically uh, I'm thinking about something, I'm concentrating on something, and or the opposite, I'm relaxing. Also, another version of that as well is when they, it's like your eyes are open, so your brain's getting stimuli, so it like kind of um, gets increased activity, or you shut your eyes, so your brain is seeing less and it kind of calms down a little bit. Yeah, can you just explain all of this in layman's terms? So basically, if I strap one of these SCP things on your head, mm-hmm. um, it, could, it would go, is, uh, is she relaxing or is she focusing and thinking But am harder. I playing a game? Yeah, but the, the, this kind of like what they use for like meditation apps and oh, stuff like that as well. I so it's like that. I'm so, I've tri- I'm so bad at meditating. Yeah. So it's I try like, so hard. It would see that your brain's getting crazier and go, no, no, Amberly, please relax. <laughs> take a breath. And, and I'd then, be like, why are you telling me to relax? Uh, What's the issue with that? I just can't even I help it. I'm not relaxing Amberly, now. I'm really stressing out that I can't relax. I can see, Amberly, that you're not relaxing more now. I need you to relax. So I'm telling you what to do. Are you trying to... <laughs> and then when you start relaxing, it goes, good, good. Now you get it. Now that that's kind of like, I guess, really easy to um, build in at the moment. And But the use cases are really small. Like besides meditation. Oh, you know what it's like? What? The sorting hat. 
<laughs> I guess. <laughs> Except it's like you're thinking or you're relaxed. They're the only two houses in this. Yeah. So the next harder version of, of that, and this is what these guys have managed to crack, is event-related potentials, which is where you see something and you think, I want to do something to that thing, and then it happens. So oh. apparently the way this kind of system works. Sorry, just to go back, but yeah. do you know that's why people are generally scared of heights? It's not because they're scared of falling off. It's scared that they won't be able to control themselves to not step off. That's like the main form of being scared of heights. Really? So they're yeah. saying that if you're presented with it, because everyone's looked over a balcony and gone, I could jump off. Yeah, you could jump off. You and like They're just scared that they won't be able to, not, not because not. they're sad with their life or anything, just because they're like, I, I can't trust that my body won't just take a step off. Wow. Yeah. And that's, wow, that's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's a bit like that. Like you don't know what your mind will do. Yeah. So apparently being able to train these things is quite hard too. So what they what they do is um, in this game is they have like a cursor that goes object, object, object. And when you uh, see the one that you want to interact with, you go grab in your mind, grab. And then it, <laughs> that brain activity is enough for it to be um, object oriented and grab it. Yeah. So I did a lot of like kind of reading in how people have done this. And like there was this guy who just did a project, you know, those sharks that like float through the air like they got helium inside them and a little fan motor oh yeah yeah so he used that basic one which was like um activity brain activity or no brain activity like relaxed or thinking uh and he used it to control this remote control (laughs) helium shark that's so cool uh and then he, he said his favorite thing to do was to get five people together and only if they all were thinking move would the shark move? Otherwise, oh, it would stay. Like a Ouija board. Yeah, like a real ESP kind of thing. Anyway, that was like a hobby. Yeah. So what these guys have done is actually quite amazing, which is for the first time had object-oriented, I want to move that object or grab that object or interact with that object and have these sensors, which are just on like a little um, HTC Vive, just normal little um, brain sensors, and be able to to interact with these objects in the game. Yeah. So what's quite amazing about what they did is that they or they said, look, all we can do is collect a, a metric shit ton of information from your brain and what it's doing, and hopefully computers and us can get to the point where we have enough data where we can go, okay, that's them picking to do this or wanting to do that. So right now it's kind of primitive almost, right? Or you can just, do... Just controlling sharks so far. Yeah, controlling sharks or picking objects out of a selection of objects and saying, grab, grab. Um, but what they want to do is get to the point where maybe you can imagine moving your leg and then your leg in the game moves. Ooh. And apparently that's like the holy grail, right? That's, that's some black mirror stuff. Yeah, though. that's like sitting back on a couch with your VR helmet on and going, I want to walk and having your character the, in the game. Because the VR walk. was like kind of looking for a while like it's going to be like, oh, the thing that's going to make all of us nerds fit because it's like uh, they had all these like treadmills and like things that like you could do all the like the, the gameplay and the ducking and the running and yeah. stuff. But if it's just These nah, guys are trying to ruin that. They're just, just sit down. Take a seat back. <laughs> just recline. think it. Just think that you're moving and and then we'll make you move. Yeah, that's exactly what they're trying to do. So uh, well done to this team (laughs) uh, for releasing the first ever brain-controlled VR game. But hey, Matt. Yeah. That is something amazing. Do you have something amazing? All right. On the vegan theme, this could be my vegan I thought we left the vegan theme. Well, (laughs) 
<laughs> of what we went fire, then we went vegan. Yeah, I mean, you got to have a little bit of fire in there, spark things up, a little bit of robots, and then just this sweet story. Okay, I love a sweet story. A cow named Cincinnati Freedom. Oh, wow, that is the most hippie name I've ever heard. <laughs> evaded police officers <laughs> for 11 days. Yes. Um, after jumping a six-foot fence to escape a slaughterhouse. Oh, good, I let it live. Um, and when he was caught, Since- she was caught, she was given the key to the city by the Cincinnati <laughs> mayor and allowed to live out her days in a sanctuary. Wait, was her name called Cincinnati Freedom? Because I think she, she was post-named Cincinnati yeah. Freedom. <laughs> yeah, she was probably like 27498. Yeah, I don't before. think she would have been given a nice little name. But yeah, isn't that sweet? She jumped a six-foot fence, evaded the police for 11 days, and you'd think the police would be like, oh, I'm going to eat this steak up. And so they were like, you know what? Here's yeah, a key to the you, city. You've done a great job. You live job. your life out on a field. Now, that makes me think of a few things. First of all is it's really funny to think of a cow in like a halfway house just like hold up, like, you know, don't tell them I'm out here. Don't tell them I'm out here. <laughs> Second thing that makes me think of is how bad are the Cincinnati police? <laughs> like, it's a cow. No, it's how good uh, is this beautiful cow? Cows are very smart. Well, have, you, have you seen any videos of cows who think they're dogs? They're my favorite thing. <laughs> no, I haven't. They're so good. They don't fit on dog beds and they can't sit on your lap, but they'll try. <laughs> you mean calves? Like, I would no, not want to see a cows. cow sit on your lap. No, cows. Also, the third thing that, that it makes me think is like, if in life you try hard enough, then you will achieve your dreams of Aww. not dying. That's little Cincinnati freedom. That's what I think. So if you're sitting on the edge of a, a cliff and you're looking looking over and you're worried that your body is just going to jump you off, don't worry. Think of Cincinnati, Cincinnati freedom, freedom who believed that he didn't want to die. She, them, she, it, it's a cow. didn't want to die enough that it jumped to freedom and now lives in a sanctuary. That's my second story about like animals outsmarting humans. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what are you trying to say? I'm maybe they're just there's a lot of stories about animals outspending humans. Maybe people should respect animals more. What are you trying to say? Okay. <laughs> what do you recommend, Emily? Oh, I recommend maybe uh, meat free Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I recommend spending some time imagining what you're gonna do with a fifth limb. Mm. I think just have a little think about that. Uh, I recommend uh, putting fire as close to walls as possible to see if it has a shadow. Yep. Uh <laughs> I recommend uh, taking off your virtual reality helmets and going outside for a bit because we still need to walk around in real life. It's important. I recommend being as cool as Louisa. Oh, what a and cool cat. Emailing hello something amazing at gmail.com. I recommend leaving us a fiver. Oh, yeah. Good old big fiver, please. Uh, subscribing. Yeah, we- do the big subscribe button, please. Tell your mates about this. Just and tell them all. Say hey. Come to our live show. Please come to our live show. September 9 <laughs> at the Imperial. We put a lot of work into it. Yeah. <laughs> at the Imperial Hotel at 5 p.m. Uh, that is that. And <laughs> goodbye, Emily. Bye, man. Bye, man.